This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Wow, y'all ready? Austin. Austin Hawk, Brandon Hawk's oldest son. He has two younger siblings. And JP basically suggested that Austin is a potential podcast guest, and I, I was like, whoa, that's, that's cool. I love it. That's breaking normal, because Austin's not yet a public figure, especially compared to the capacity that he has to be. Um, and he is seem to be, seemingly to be ready. And apparently when I suggested to the Brandon, his dad, our previous guest, I was on speakerphone. I was like, yeah, you don't have to tell him about it. I, I'm just kind of exploring that out loud. And allegedly Austin heard it. And then I got to see him one evening when I got to meet Hal, not only Hal Elrod, but amazing other people when I got to serve the deer leg. Yeah, stay tuned for the whole story. It's amazing. And one of the shirts I'm wearing in one of these podcasts is a deer punk. And I say that as a prompt to make sure you're going to the podcast section of the Breaking Normal website to win one of these 12, 12 gifts for the 12 Days of Christmas Breaking Normal podcast launch. They are good gifts. Generosity. Secret of living is giving. Let's do it. It's an honor to be able to give these gifts out. So I'm excited to see who's going to win them. Did y'all pay attention to all that? That was a bouncy one. That was a bouncy one. So I'm going to bounce back to Austin. And long story short, when I came to the party that evening, he came right up to me and he said he wants to be a guest on the podcast. And I was like, and I was like oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I have so much respect for people that are willing to ask for what they want without, get it, without being attached to getting it. I've put myself in that situation so many times and it's produced such profound results that I'm such a fan of other people that are willing to do it and remind me to do it more and more. So I was a super yes. So uh, whew, I'm excited to introduce y'all to Austin Hawk. He's actually been on two tribe designs as well. And I would say he gets it sometimes easier than most of the adults. And we talk about that. What's the difference between an adult and where he's at with his life, still being a teenager. And be, I'm so inspired by him. And I trust y'all will be as well. And I would trust we'll find a way to support him whether it's our, for our thoughts and prayers or even reaching out to him or helping him accomplish his dreams, especially since he's so clear about them at a young age. And he's willing, he's willing to put his heart on the line to get them. So, Austin, thank you for being such an inspiration. I'm excited to share that with other tribes around the world. Please leave a review and let us know what this podcast brings up for you. Okay, Austin Hawk, man, I just had such an awesome conversation with your dad, so I'm excited now you're next. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. And you're uh, wearing, I love that we're on the Breaking Normal podcast, and you're wearing this awesome shirt about Stranger Things. I'm imagining you've seen every episode of that TV show? Yeah, I'm completely obsessed with the show. I mean, why do you think that is? And before we get into that, I want to say, I want to give a little more context. How, I rarely ask people how old they are, but I want to for some reason with you. Um, I'm 14. And are you the oldest sibling in your family? Yeah. Your two younger siblings are Connor and, and Georgia. Georgia. Okay, great. Yeah. So now tell us about, why do you think Stranger Things, why do you think you're obsessed to it? What is the meaning? Why do so many people like the show? I don't know. It's just, it's comforting. Even though it's like in... It's in monstrosity, like there's like so many disasters all over town, but it's just comforting to watch a little sleepy town and then something mysterious happens that's out of the ordinary. It's just exciting to watch. 
I can relate. I've seen every episode myself. Um, I would love to know. I would love to hear what people think about Stranger Things in the comments of this show. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm surprised I watched every episode, but I, I love it too. And I right before this, we started the podcast. I did a, um, a little Instagram video of us, and I got your handle, which is Austin the underscore businessman. So, what kind yeah. of businessman? When you say the businessman, what kind of businessman are you? What does that mean to you? Um, just a person that makes money, I guess. I was just trying to be funny with that, mm. but also have a serious name. Well, you know, who we're here. We are in JP's house, and yeah, it's beautiful. His his name, Awaken with JP. That's pretty serious, but he makes money being funny. So, <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty on brand thing. Do you like what? Do you have any dreams about how you would like to make money being funny or? Probably the best would just be acting or just being like a host of some sort, just broadcasting. I like it. Well, so far, I think you're the youngest um, guest of the Breaking Normal podcast, and we're broadcasting this. We're going to broadcast this. So. What kind of show would you like to broadcast? Is this, yeah, I would like to know more about that. Um, Just like a show where I meet new people and have uh, just talk about pop culture and like what's happening in the world right now. Well, here we are. What's happening? Like what would you, what would you love to to discuss about pop culture and what's happening in the world right now if this was your show because I want you it is this is your show and I want everyone that's listening to us I want everyone to realize that it's always your show that we are on the stage of life and we're we are arguably the ones that's directing it we're producing the lighting we're producing the angles we're producing the audio we're acting and we're the audience and we're the, yeah, it's um, we're all of it. We're all of it, and we get to choose where we want to be, when we want to be there, and how we want to be there. So, Austin, for your show here on the Breaking Normal podcast, what do you want to? What is going on in pop culture that you would like to broadcast about? Well, mm, hmm. Well, there is this new uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson movie that's coming out that looks good with like. It's about, like, WWE and stuff with, like, these two twins. But the girl only gets accepted, and then she finds her place as um, a WWE female wrestler. I'm I'm intrigued. The Rock is a big deal right now. And one of my friends, Kathy Kelly. Have you heard of Kathy Kelly? She works with the WWE now. I know her from a long time ago, so I'm intrigued by that idea. And um, one more thing, before the show, you said that you were nervous and excited. What were you talking, I want to hear about how you distinguish those feelings and those, you said these energies are good or, yeah, what was it? How is nervousness good? What do you mean by that? Well, it's just the nervousness and the excitement. You're excited, but also you're nervous, but it comes together to make one great blast of emotion right there. Like, like, where is the excitement if you're not nervous, right? Like, if it's just like, oh, well, I'm just here. Okay, whatever, you know? Yeah, that resonates a lot with my belief um, because you've came to our tribe. You come to two tribe designs right now, and a lot of things that we talk about tribe design is being able to 
love, nervousness, and excitement, and to start really, really questioning what's the difference. Is there a difference? Maybe, maybe they're the same in our body, and then the only difference is what we make it in our mind. You know, there's two sides of the brain, so maybe it's the same energy coming up through our body, but we're trying to make sense of it in two different ways because we're left and right-brained. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The isn't it like the creative side and like the uh structural side and like where all the math and all that stuff is and then on the other side is like the creative side where it's like more arts and stuff like that uh, yeah so i my understanding is the, the right hemisphere of the brain would be the more creative feminine chaotic inventive epiphany side where like the left side would be the more masculine mathematical scientifical logical categories like categories 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 like hierarchy comparison contrast where the female or the right side would be like oh it's all all it's all here it's all here what do you, it's like stranger things and beyond well yeah that's what i just understand from like a year ago i learned about that at my old school in California. Yeah, it, it it was just a lesson that I learned also. How so? What do you mean by that? I want I want to know. How did you was there a specific example where you really learned that or Well, it was just like we watched a video and then we just wrote down answers for questions on paper. It it was a good lesson though. And what was the lesson? It was like between like the the creative mind and like the more structural mind. Okay. Okay. So yeah, on that note, now I get that. So y'all, y'all had studied this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bet, I bet nervousness is more of what the left side, the logical side would call it where excitement is just like, it could be anything. It could be, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is going to be scary. I'm not sure if it's going to be fun. I'm not sure. Yeah. If it's, it's probably going to be all of it. Yeah. Pr- probably because it's like, Oh no, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to, I'm going to fail and I'm going to be humiliated throughout the whole time. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're saying that that would be like the nervous side. Maybe you yeah. going into this podcast and thinking you could mess up. I don't think you can mess up. Do you think, do you, but in the truer side, do you think you could mess up? Well, kind of the, that side kind of makes you think that way, you know, it's just like, oh, well. I'm going into this, and then it's like telling you, oh, what if you mess up? What did you do any of this? What do you do this? You know? Mm, mm, big topic. So now, now we're actually talking about fear, almost fear versus excitement. We can still have nervousness and ex- excitement, maybe fear versus excitement. And I, I, I think that's um, in our DNA in a way, because it may be some of our distant ancestors. Maybe for us it's not as important, but distant ancestors, like imagine cavemen. When they had to like, if they left their cave, they had to watch out for lions. They had to, they had to be paranoid to survive. They had to watch out for bears, tigers, lions, and bears. Oh my! Like there was predators everywhere. There wasn't like street lamps. It was much more wild, I bet. So, being paranoid or fearful or nervous that they might mess up is probably what saved their lives. And think about that generation after generation, generation. Yeah, we carried that on and on and on. And now we're living in a world where. It's like be creative or die in a way. That's extreme. But like the new, I think the new way of messing up is not allowing our creation to come through us. 
it's not about survival as much as it's about like creating things. So I, I want everyone that's listening to consider that like maybe the angel and the demon, the angel and the devil on our right and left shoulder or whatever it is, or the different sides of the brain or fear being inherited, that that is still our friend. That fear is our friend because it keeps us it may, keeps us in balance. It keeps us in balance in our genius because if someone gets, sometimes people can go out of balance in their creative side. And that might, we might see with rock stars and celebrities. And I just watched a movie, A Star is Born. Have you seen that one? No, but I heard it's pretty good. My whole family just watched it and they cried through like the whole entire thing. So. Well, uh, yeah, thanks. Strong start. I like that. We have a, we have a solid time here. We have about 33 more minutes. So I want to, um, learn more about you and even like the dynamics of your family you're the oldest sibling and you said your family went to this movie and they cried a lot and I cried in that movie I love going to the movies to cry by myself I love watching movies by myself in the theater and crying um I'm curious about like what do you what about you and crying and what how does that come up in your life do you think it's healthy do you do it a lot well of course it's healthy if we do it like naturally of course it's healthy but like how I do it it's more like if something's sad I think about like oh man what's going on for them what's going on in their daily lives and then if it's like oh man they're poor or just like any disastrous scenario and stuff I, I would just feel like oh my gosh what if that was me you know and then I would just a- attain that uh, emotional vibe through the whole thing that was going on. Wow. That sounds like uh, Brandon was telling me, you know, before we got on the, before we started this one, how special you are and how um, he considers you like what people think is an indigo child. Have you heard of that? An indigo child? Is that like a different child or something? Yeah, of sorts. Do you, do you, so you don't really know. Not really as much, but I've heard the word before. Cool. I didn't know if that's something that you identified with personally. Um, I mean, I, you must hear a lot of like ultra spiritual terminology. Even yeah. I know hanging around <laughs> us being the tribe designs. Um, even Deanna was talking about right before this, she was telling Brandon how she's probably going to go to Costa Rica for an ayahuasca ceremony. Um, have you ever done ayahuasca? I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. Okay. I was curious since you've heard about it, if it's, have you ever asked your parents what it is? I've never done ayahuasca either. Is that like a, a thing where you sent people to like feel their feelings and just be with themselves throughout the I, whole thing? Yeah, I think it's a lot of that. I think that that happens for sure from my understanding. And I think it's induced sometimes by drinking uh, jungle juice of sorts, like a juice made from plants in the jungle. Oh, really? That can be extremely like psychedelic. Some people might think, or like they might, ooh, like in a crate, they might go to a place they wouldn't have not without it. Hmm. Well, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I have never done it personally, but I'm intrigued as well. Some people though would like. Some people might consider it drugs and like dangerous or taboo or, or not, or maybe like maybe some people think that they should, I shouldn't be talking to a child about it. They might, do you think you're a child? Mm, not, no. No. Do no. you, do you think George is a child, your youngest sister? Yeah. 
And so yeah. what, what do you think the difference between, like, what do you, do you consider yourself like a young man, a boy, an adult? I, I, I just want to be, give the disclaimer that I think all those labels are very funny, but I'm curious, which one do you identify the most with? Probably, um, just like an intermediate, uh, person, like between kid and adult, just like, yeah, basically just a growing young man. I like a growing young man. I'm a grow. I'll, I'll I'll identify with that. A growing young man. I think growth is a good sign. And then, what about your sister? Why do you think she's a child? Well, she just turned ten, and I just have these kind of categories where it's like eleven to twelve is like the tweens, thirteen to like eighteen is the teens, and then. One, wait, no, wait, four to ten are kids' stages, you know? Mm, those seem like pretty logical categories to me. Well, on the note of other ultra-spiritual terminology, you know, you you came to our tribe designs, and I, the ayahuasca was discussed. It wasn't an ayahuasca ceremony or anything, but there's been all kinds of adult or, like, mature topics discussed. Uh Topics that may have not usually be discussed around young growing men. What do you, do you have any thoughts about them, or like, what do you think about? What did you think about coming to the tribe design retreat? By the way, I thought it was different. I've never been through like that kind of uh, stage of uh, knowing this before. But well, I've actually seen a lot of like just like mature shows, you know, and I've. I've known of a lot of adult themed stuff. So it doesn't really surprise me as much when you guys say that stuff. So I, I remember in particular, you asked everyone to stop cussing at one point, didn't you? Or there was a few people that were cussing a lot and you requested them to stop. Well, my dad told me when I was younger, I used to cuss a lot when I just didn't really know. It was just like a passed on thing for through schools and stuff. So I just kept doing that. And then I started getting in trouble a lot. And then my dad was like, actually cussing out of nothingness just makes you kind of dumb. So I just stated to that logic. You know, it reminds me, I think I was in uh, third or fourth. I was somewhere in elementary school and I started cussing like crazy. All of a sudden I just started cussing. And I think I was doing it to fit in. I wanted to, everyone else was doing it. So I was trying to be like everyone else. And then I, and that didn't, that was probably my first, you, you said you, at the tribe design, there was a knowingness. That was like one of my first awarenesses of my knowingness. I was like, why? And I stopped cussing. I, all of a sudden I became the kid that didn't cuss anymore. And now I'll cuss everyone. It seems lately I'll cuss more on purpose. If I want to cuss, like if there's like, oh, I got to oh, cuss word. Um, but I woke up to that too at one point. And that, I feel like that was a big step in my life is to not do things just to fit in, especially if they didn't feel good or feel purposeful. Yeah, it was just to fit in. Hmm. Are there other things that you see? I know you you don't go to like a regular public school. No, I'm homeschooled. You're homeschooled. What school did you go to that you, you mentioned in uh, California? What um, kind of school is that? I went to Seoul, the School of Universal Learning, Carlsbad, California people out there in California. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Carl's good. 
And how many people were in your school or your class? And what grade um, were you in? I was in seventh, and there was about, I don't know, like 25 kids in a class, but there were only two classes. So. Okay. And did you notice um, out of those 25 kids, were there, were there some sort of patterns that people would do, you think, just to fit in? Maybe it was well, cussing one of them? Well, it, it it was just about which school they came from. Like, there's a school called AMS where they was, like, a lot rougher and, like, a lot more, like, street and stuff. Where the kids that went to Seoul, they tried to get out of it, out of that. It was, like, kind of rough, like. There's like drugs and stuff like that. A lot of drug users and stuff. In in your school, there's a lot of drug users. No, uh, where but, they were coming from. Yeah, yeah, they were coming from that school to get away from that. Okay. And then within your own school, though, were there certain patterns that those twenty five people that were doing? Did you feel like, oh, I don't necessarily want to be a part of that, or like? Yeah, yeah. Like what? What were some of those things? Um. Well, just like drama. Um. Uh. What was it? Uh, a lot of just, like, speaking about other people without them knowing, like, gossip and stuff, all that. And it just doesn't – it just makes me feel like that, oh, wow, this person is really kind of stupid. So. Well, the uh, gossip thing, man, I, I don't know. If, you haven't read Breaking Normal, have you, by any chance? Okay, so do you read books like that? Do you read self-development books? Oh, not self-development books, but if my mom was – I did read a little bit of like – what was it called? Like The Answer or like The Question or like – The Secret, maybe? The, the Secret. The okay. Secret, yeah. <laughs> Those are other good books, though. Maybe maybe I want to write The Answer or The Question. I think that, I think the best answers are questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to had to have a little time to process that for a second, but I got it. And then gossiping, and I would love for you to read Breaking Normal if if you, if you and your parents think that's cool. I would love for you to read that. Um, and Breaking Normal, I talk about record if you're going to gossip to record it. Oh, okay. And that way, because I do think it's, uh, I don't think it's the best form of communication, and I think it's a way of leaking energy. And I think check this out. So let's pretend this was private and I was telling you all these bad things about Connor. I think if you, I'm doing, I'm really doing you a disservice the most because if you just sit there and listen to it, then you get to keep my, I think people are only as sick as their secret sometimes. And if I'm asking you to keep a bad secret about your brother, that's not even about you, it's not even from you, it's from me, that you're almost, it's almost like a poisonous thing. Do you see that? Like, yeah, yeah, like a poisonous thing to be around. It's like, oh my gosh, the stinky smell of gossip. Polluted. Pollution. Yeah. I think it's pollution. It's like communication pollution. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. like a cheap way to get out of, like, I don't know, feeling what they're feeling. I was exact. I was about to say, I was going to feel that we're on the same page here. Cool. Do you, have, do you have any suggestions if someone's caught themselves? Do you have any other ideas for people to stop gossiping and to start being more real and feel their feelings with each other if something uncomfortable comes up to directly go to them, the person, instead of talking about them? Do you have any suggestions around that? Well, just catch yourself and then stop. That's what, that's what you just need to do. And then just kind of maybe po apologize to that person. If you know the person really well, 
then like apologize real big. But like, if you're talking to like somebody you barely just met, just say, "Well, I have to go. Bye. Um, I'll see you later." And then just like meet with him later and then talk to him about it. That I really just didn't mean to say that. It was just I need to feel my own feelings. And check check this out. I think if I have something to gossip, say, let's just use the example of Connor. If there's something I want to tell you about Connor that I'm scared to tell Connor, I bet if I have the courage to, like you said, check in with them by themselves later, if I have the courage to check in with Connor by himself and express what I was going to gossip to you, I think that will be how we connect the best. Yeah, I I see that in a lot of other kids that try to get out of all their lives and stuff like that by just talking crap about others. Yeah, that's what, just what I see the most. Well, I'm happy that I'm happy that you recognize that and um have you done that? Have you talked to someone directly about something that you were tempted to gossip about? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I wouldn't have known not to do it unless I've done it before, right? So we all have bad experiences that we need to conquer. And I've just had that through earlier times. Wow. Well, and what do you think? Like, so you're being homeschooled now. How is being homeschooled compared to going to the last school, Seoul? I miss a lot of the kids that were there because... I had a routine and like a lot of my friends were over there and like, uh, well, just like a lot of my friends were there, you know, and it's just like, it was hard to just go away. Plus I was just like, well, I'm going home from Texas and then I'm just like, oh, hi mom. And then she's like, oh, Austin, uh, we're moving. And then I'm like, what? (laughs) I had a lot of time to feel that, but. It's just it's just too sad to just let go, you know, for me. So you're so what I'm hearing is that you're feeling you still do do you still feel sad about missing your friends? Yeah, I I want to go back. That would be I, I want to be honest with you right now. Do you want to go back? Mhm. Hmm. When? Like now, tomorrow, next week? Next I don't care. Year? I just want to go back. So you want to go back to attending that school? Yeah, and just where I was, like, I just had a full schedule of just going to football games, going to Connors basketball games, just doing all that stuff. Go, um, meeting with my friends up on the street, you know, going to Barnes & Noble, all that stuff. Well, I can relate. I can relate to wanting things, like, the the idea of me wanting things to be the, the way they used to be. I can relate to that. Um and what I'll say, I'm curious how this lands on you. I think a deeper part of me knows that everything's always changing. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But like, I was just like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. It took me five years to actually be settled with myself and like know the routine and all that stuff. Now it's going to take me like 10 more years. Well, maybe you know? not though. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it'll take 10 days. Maybe 10 days from now, who knows what will come into your life. Um, 
that that you might have changed your mind from today. Have you? Do you believe that? Have you caught yourself yeah. changing your mind before? Yeah. yeah. When I moved from Texas to California, I was like, "Oh, come on, we're moving." Oh, so was it a similar feeling? Yeah, it was a similar feeling, but it took like four years for me like to know the area, know everything, meet new friends, lifelong friends. Um, yeah, and my routine. Just, I'm a structured guy. Like, I need my structure to thrive. So, yeah, I just didn't really feel that good as much. Well, mostly I want to thank you and for honoring your feelings. Yeah. And, like, recognizing them and honoring them and embracing them and not trying to run from them and even being courageous enough just to tell us how you felt mm-hmm. currently and how you felt before. And and then, yeah, I validate that. That's a big step. A lot of people are not willing to do that. So thank you for doing that. Taught by the best. <laughs> and who's that? Dad. <laughs> yep. Your dad is is a master at that. That's like, wow. I would be a whole different person without without hmm. him right now. But how how do you think you would be different without him? Like I would probably rage a lot more or basically just my emotional self not confirmed my emotional self or been able to communicate as well as I can today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for being such a good dad to Austin and such a good surrogate father for uh so many other people out there. That's a big deal. And I thank you for affirming your dad as well, Austin. Um, and I also want to say that, yeah, it may have, I want, I'll tell you a story about me. And people might be interested in this too here. I'll even uh, turn this on while I do it. But basically, you know, I used to do YouTube videos with like my brothers or the Rob Ross and all that. And I... Um, I spent so much time, spent so much time and energy and effort to make videos that broadcasted to a lot of people that they loved. And one of our greatest videos ever was with a guy named Ido Portal. Have you heard of him? He's one. He, I would say it was really. Y'all can. I don't, it's not on YouTube when it, the original upload is not, no longer up. But it was approaching a million views, and that was much bigger than any video we've ever done before. And people were loving it. People's lives were being changed. And, Edo Portal's career was taking off. We're like, this is amazing. And then YouTube took it down. Why? It's a good question. There's theories about it. One of the, yeah, there's theories about it. In one part in the video, Edo says he won't train vegans. He doesn't trade in vegans. And I don't know if that has anything to be why it got taken down. Um, I don't know if he still even, I don't think he still believes that anymore. He was, he was definitely being bold and maybe at that point he didn't train with vegans. So that might have been, I don't know. Who knows? I'm just, and then also we had our friend Nako Bear. Have you ever listened to him? We had his music in the background and um, I don't know. Maybe he got bought from a production company and then they flagged it for copyright. But he, we had permission at one point. And then anyways, well, the reason I tell the story though is because I spent all this time and effort and I took so long to get those million, almost almost a million views. And then... And that was a big video. I spent a lot. We spent so much time doing those videos. And then one day with Davina, I was just doing a live video and I owned to her. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. The classic video. Yep. And she went from screaming to sleeping in 42 seconds. And that has reached almost 100 million people. And you oh know how gosh. you know how long, or maybe more than that, actually, if you count all the news channels around the world. And you know how long that took me to shoot? 42 seconds. 
Do you know how much I tried? I had barely tried. I, yeah, I wasn't trying. It was just all about me being connected to myself and her. And I want to affirm you that although it may have taken you four years to feel that connection, mm-hmm. then maybe you'll feel a hundred times that connection in a hundred times shorter amount of time because you're, because you're willing to be with yourself that connect and what your dad has taught you. And that, that's, that's where the gold's at. So how does that land on you? It just feels good. <laughs> Praise the father. And pray, praise yourself on that. That That's like, wow. That just feels good to hear. Thank you. Thank you. And what do you say praise yourself? What do you mean by that? I'm curious. Oh, no. I, I was just saying, like, good job on yourself right now. Like, you're doing great. Wow. Thank you, Austin. That, that feels really good to come. Yeah, thank you. Let me... Hmm. Praise myself. Do you praise yourself? Do you like give yourself affirmations? Yeah. What yeah. are you What are you giving your What are you giving yourself some love about lately? Um. Well, I have a planner, and there's like this empty space every week. So I write down what I am. Like I am handsome. I am strong. I'm amazing. You are. You are. You are. Yeah. Wow. So, so you keep a blank space to fill in new affirmations every week. Mm-hmm. See, see now that this goes back to what we were talking about. You're leaving yourself a blank space on purpose because you know some part of you knows the part of you I am, the I am of you knows that it's always changing and it's always getting better and it's always getting upgraded. That's my belief. Does that do you resonate with that as well? Yeah. And so I think that's what's happening too with the moving. And all that, like, wow, now you have all this blank space. You went from being homeschooled, I mean, not homeschooled, the soul schooled with a full schedule. You had mm-hmm. that schedule, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And now look at you, and it seems like you have much more white space to uh, to remember a new future. I, I do uh, look at it this way also. Whenever we move, it's like a a brand new stage in our lives. Like, we moved from... Texas to California. That was our first stage of becoming our own stardom. And then now we've moved so many times from like, not out of California, but just like moved from different cities. And But now we've taken the big leap to move to Los Angeles. And then we moved to Austin. So that's stage four of our big career as a family. Stage four of what? What stage? Like stage four of us becoming like more successful than we are. You know, have you ever heard of the hero's journey? That's what it sounds like. The return home. You know, it's like the salmon, the salmon in the British Columbia River is what happens. They're born in the river. They go down, you know, they go, um, they go downstream and out into the big wide ocean and then it's like they came from there they leave their home the scariness of leaving their home to go into the big unknown all the white space all the blank space so they can forget the past so they can forget in a way so they can forget what they used to be and create what they're going to become and they go through that that's the journey and that's i'll talk about that again and then here circle back to that but after that they come they swim back upstream against the stream to dodge bears, to do- dodge fishermen, all these obstacles along the way. And if they make it back home, that's where they go home to die and give birth. 
Oh, okay. So it's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's similarly, I think a metaphorical cycle for you and your family. Like here y'all are in Texas. Maybe y'all were, Texas is big, but maybe y'all were too big for Texas. And some, some yeah. parts of you were too big for Texas. So you went out, you went out West, went out West to the big wide ocean. You learned all the things you learned. You went to soul school. And then you, now you came back to recreate yourself. So maybe mm-hmm. the old Austin is no longer there. And a new Austin is emerging in Austin, Texas. I've got the new skin. Yeah, the new skin. I like it. Oh, man, that feels good, too. Thanks for reminding us of the, the hero's journey that arguably is almost embedded in every broadcast. Any successful broadcast in movies, they it's usually built off the hero's journey. You'll, you can almost find that DNA of the story in almost every great story. Wait, really? Arguably, yeah. I think oh. if you can if you can find one that's not, I'd be interested. But even I bet Stranger Things in a way, Stranger Things has so many good metaphors. To the eighties and all that. I Great. love the little the the thing that starts to turn it's a little amphibian. It's like a little lizard. Remember the beginning of the Oh Dart? Yeah, that little thing. And this is why this is such a crazy metaphor. And this is why also the feelings I think just like our how our body is our house and the feelings, if we ignore them, that little feeling, if we ignore a small feeling, for instance, it might start off as a little dart or a little lizard. If you ignoring it is what grows it into a dragon. Oh, and you know how he tried to hide it at first from everyone. Uh huh. And then when they appeared at the end, Dustin and dart at the end, uh, the demodog died. So it re- it's going to rebirth into something else, but we don't know yet. Yeah, and that's, that's big. That's like the facing our, uh, confronting our dragons. And do we try to chop the heads off of our dragons or do we try to tame them? I think to be friends and tame them is a safer way to go. Because a lot of dragons, when you chop off, or hydra, when you chop off one head, seven more grow back. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like with your feelings, I feel like you're becoming friends with your feelings and taming them rather than trying to chop the heads off. Because if you did that, I bet you would keep going in circles, running from the same thing that keeps growing. But instead, I think you're going in upward spirals because you're becoming friends. You're confronting the dragon. You're facing it and maybe finding a way to become a mutual respect to it instead of trying to kill it or bury it. So thank you for being friends with your feelings. You're welcome. Yeah. Feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this time's going by pretty quickly. I think we have about seven minutes till. I, I feel so comfortable right now in this. Awesome, it's yeah. A, just a pillow, and like this drink. Even though I'm not drinking it that much, it's just wonderful to see because it it was so good. Hmm. And I also want to affirm you. You know, you told me to praise myself. I want to praise yourself for your affirmations of how you said you're handsome, you're strong. What were that, some of the other ones? I am strong. I call myself Todd the Bot because my my middle name's Todd, and I, I tried to rhyme it with something, and then I, and then I said Bod, and I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Todd, yeah, we were just polar planet. We were all out in our bodies just right before this call, jumping in the cold water. How'd that feel for you? Oh, it felt so good. Plus, I could really see my body how it's grown. Like, I've been doing a lot of like, like just like. I'm first starting with like the push-ups. Like I've done, I do 40 push-ups a day, just straight when I wake up, just do 40 push-ups 
automatic. I love right when you wake up. That's the first thing yeah, you do. Yeah, right when you That's wake up. That's how you get in state. Start the day strong. And then, like, I, I'm i always going to have the six-pack right here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, that's just a matter of eating healthy, you know? Just by letting your instincts follow your food. With that, like, if you're going for some, if in the morning you're wanting some cereal, think about that for a second and see what the other options are. Great, great freaking advice. Yeah, so if someone's going to what they're used to, think about it. If you're just going to go, if you're just doing something habitually, think about it for a second and consider your other options. Yeah. So what are some of your other options for food in the morning instead of cereal? Just like an apple or banana or something. Yeah. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I get to hear Davina sing that song every morning while she eats. She likes bananas and peanut butter lately, but she switches it up. She really was on a blueberry. She ate so many blueberries at one point. I was like, wow. She She has her own blueberry table. (laughs) Exactly. Well, with about five minutes to go here, um, do you have any advice for people to keep breaking normal in their lives or so that they can see this, so they can appreciate the stranger things? Anything that we haven't talked about that you would want to, Probably just to be open and tell yourself that you're doing good. You're doing really well in this life that you're in right now. And the affirmation is just what brings your emotional state, your physical state, and this right here. I don't know what it's called, but like it's like something right here. Oh, I would judge your pointing to what a lot of people call their third eye or their yeah, pineal the third gland. Eye. Yeah, the third eye right there. It brings them together. And you just feel more whole, which kind of means it's like healthy. And on that note, the polar plunge that we did right before this, that was in like low 50s. Uh, do you do that often or um, are you thinking about doing it more often now that it's becoming winter in Austin? Yeah, I used to do it a lot in California because we live so close to the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said that you uh, you said after a guy the while you said you feel like you're dying. Yeah. Um, and you're saying it felt so good. Yeah, it felt so good, but... It wasn't too, it wasn't cold. It was just, I felt so many tingles. I didn't know what to do with it. Mm, that's exactly what I want to get to. And that's, I felt like I was getting swallowed up by the water. It was just like, and that might be that, that same kind of metaphor that we're talking about, like our old self dying. Maybe we, on the call before this, I was talking to your dad about eating our emotions and now what I heard you say was let our emotions eat us. <laughs> <laughs> and and what I mean by that is energy in motion, like not mm-hmm. being a victim to it, but like maybe sometimes it's good to let all those feelings just wash over our whole body. Yeah, and then it renews our whole entire states. Mm-hmm. Wow. Makes a new skin. <laughs> new skin. And the new skin that you're comfortable in now, starting starting a little nervous and excited. Same, I can speak for myself too. And now feeling, and now that it's coming to an end, feeling so comfortable. I'm like, do I really want it to end? And then like, yeah, well, do, I get the new excitement next. Well, I, I feel excited now. No, we can't end it now. Come on. <laughs> Gotta keep going. I feel yeah, warmed up now. I'm about to be on daddy duty in three minutes, Sharp. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you uh, being a voice being a voice for what's important. Like I think by being a voice for what's important to you, you're being a voice for what's important to so many other people. And what I want to say the most to affirm you, what is most important to me was I, 
was consider. I didn't know who all I want. I still don't know who all I want to do the podcast with while I'm here in Austin. I have 12 slots basically. And I was talking to your dad about it and you heard us talking about like, about maybe Austin. Just, I was considering it. I even told your dad, I was like, don't, I don't want to tell him yet. Cause I don't want to get his hopes too high. I don't want him to get it all worked up and it not happen. And then, and apparently you heard us. And then you came up to me. Did you tell your dad you were going to tell me this or did your dad tell you anything um, about it? He told me first. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell Daniel about this. Yeah. So you came up to me directly up to me and you said, I want to be on your podcast. Is that what you remember? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. What else, did you say anything else? Nope. I was just thinking, uh, talk to you and eat some deer meat. <laughs> so he did it. He followed that intuition. He followed that that void, that uh, snake bite from the void. You'll have to listen to your, your dad's episode to get that. Um, and you charged, you charged full head like a bull, like a longhorn. And I was so clear to me that you wanted to be on my podcast. And in that moment, when I heard that from you, I was like, I want you to be on my podcast. I'm like, now, I would, at first I wasn't sure, but by you telling me that, I was like, now I want you to be on my podcast. So I want to affirm you and everyone. I think most people, what they're looking for, they're one question away from it. One question away from it to, and especially it might be hard. It might be a little uncomfortable for some people or uncomfortable or nerve wracking or feel like you're going to die or feel excited and nervous and all that. But ask for what you want in the most direct way possible to the person who could help you get it the most. And that might be to yourself and to God every day, but sometimes yeah, it it's yourself. Sometimes it's someone else. And to be so direct takes courage. And I, I encourage that courage for you because you have big visions and I think you're going to get there so much faster with that type of courage. Thank you, Daniel. And maybe getting out of school will help you stop trying to remember the past, you know, I don't know how they did yeah. it at your school, but that, yeah. like my school that I went to, they did a lot of like, remember this and tell us that. Yeah. Well, the same yeah. thought energy can be used to imagine and remember a future. Like you're yeah, doing with your affirmations. Yeah, imagine future that's going to happen later. Yeah, let's start making that into schools. We might need to create a school where we teach people, we can do tests every once in a while about remembering the past, Yeah. but more about forgetting the past and using that same energy to remember a future and realize it's already done and we just get to appreciate it happening as we take the proper aligned action steps to get there. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Two o'clock. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Daniel. Wow. It was wonderful. It is. It is wonderful. I challenge you to start. I used to say this. I used to say when I was having a lot of fun, it, it was fun. And then I'm like, It what? is wonderful. It is wonderful. It, it was wonderful and it is wonderful. All right. Love you, brother. See ya. Thank you. Peace. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Okay. I'm going to make this outro ubiquitous for the first 12 episodes. And... It's basically me taking my own advice, walking my talk, and asking for what I want without being attached to getting it. And that's a, a review on this podcast. A review on the Breaking Normal book, whether it's on Amazon or Audible. For y'all to start Breaking Normal and let me know what it does for you. This is a big expression of my heart and soul. And it's another iteration of self-acceptance through self-expression. And I do believe that what's most personal is most universal. It's a great guiding light for how to communicate with one another. So if this added value to your life, and even if you think it didn't, let me know through a review. And uh, don't forget about the 
we're going to be giving away a free tribe design to someone that leaves a review on the podcast. So go to breakingnormal.com and check out the podcast section and uh, be eligible to win, to take action, at least putting yourself in a position to win this prize. And maybe this will be a big symbolic step. Like one small step here may take a giant leap for the rest of your life to put yourself in the opportunity to win, which also puts yourself in the opportunity not to win, which is... Both are a win, in my opinion. So let's tap into that vibration of winfinity and join us on that journey and keep breaking normal and stay in touch and be sure to ask for what you want without being attached to getting it to the people that would matter the most. And if that's to me, reach out to me. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear about it. Much love to you all. I look forward to exploring this infinite, evolving adventure out loud, authentically, synergistically, alchemically, and in respect to the divine. God bless.